I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention Madridistas traveling to London next week for the Chelsea-Real Madrid game at Stamford Bridge, the second leg of the Champions League quarterfinals. If you're in town, if you live in London, even better, but if you're traveling to London, heck, if you're in the UK, anywhere in Europe, catch a flight on Wednesday, April 19th, one day after the game, we are doing a live podcast in person in London it's going to be a blast. I got a bunch of signed stuff from the Real Madrid players to give away. We are going to hang out before the podcast, after the podcast, Q&A session, reaction from Stanford Bridge. Plus, it's right before the Wednesday Night Champions League game, so we're going to hang out and watch the game together as well. So make sure to come out to that. The link is in the show notes to book. This will be the live, last live podcast we do in a long time and certainly could be the last one in Europe for possibly years. Uh, we're at the mercy, really, of wherever Real Madrid travel to in the Champions League. Uh, and if they come back to London next year, then maybe we can talk about it. But um, we're not doing the tour anymore. So this is a very rare opportunity to come hang out with us. And again, even if you're not going to the game, even if you're not in London, just come out. Just catch a flight, catch a train, whatever it takes. Come out and hang out with us. You won't regret it. It's a special occasion. It's not something you can replicate just by listening to it online. And, and quite frankly, we never post the full in-person podcast. We never post the full thing online because uh, it's just a lot of um, out-of-context stuff that is for the crowd that night. So you won't get the full experience if you listen to it online. It's a different vibe. It's a different thing, a different beast to meet other Maridisas in person and hang out with us. So... Make sure to come out. Link to book your spot is in the show notes and do it by Friday because after Friday, the prices go up. Uh, that out of the way, today's clips are taken from the Chelsea post-game show uh, that we did live on Zoom one hour after the game. Congrats to all the patrons who attended that call and have access to it. If you want access to the full thing, plus a bunch of bonus shows, including uh, today's Thursday mailbag and tomorrow, we have Simon Johnson of The Athletic to talk more Chelsea stuff, that's all over on patreon.com slash managingmadrid. Timely analysis, near daily, get in on the action, join the party. We'll see you on the inside and enjoy today's clips. Let's go. 
Um, one thing before we get into some of the nitty gritty of the tactics, I think it's important to point out that I think every single player worked their ass off tonight. I really, really admired the fight. Really, truly. I thought that was impressive. It really felt like a Real Madrid Champions League night. Um, in, in particular, I lost track of how many times Fede Valverde just bullied people off the ball and won it and, and started these, these transition counterattacks. But one player I want to pinpoint, um, I thought the front three was great. I know they'll get some criticism for not scoring more than two goals overall. I, this one pissed me off. Ancelotti was asked after the game, um, Vinicius's bad decision making because he made one uh, bad decision on the counterattack in the second half. Vinicius, this is, uh, Jose was saying before this podcast that like this was a big week for Vinicius because he's facing all of the right backs that uh, have given him trouble. In the span of one week, Sid, Ronald Araujo, Juan Foyth, Reese James, these three right backs are the ones that are continually brought up as like the guys who stopped Vinicius. And he got the better of all of them in one week. That's to me is like really tremendous growth. Uh, I thought he was amazing. It was really impressive. Like one in particular where Reese James is going toe to toe with him. Like physically he's imposing, he's breathing down his neck and Vinny just decelerates and then shoulder drop and then goes ahead. He did that twice in one play and then just yeah. ducked under him on the byline. I thought Vinny had a great game. Uh, I, I, I will thought- just here. I will say I think out of all the three right backs, he's probably in the least in the worst shape of the three right backs Vinicius faced this week. And in the, I will say that play specifically, I agree, it was incredible. But it also felt like an example of what happened under Lampard, where Reese was just asked to cover a lot of ground and play a great game, but he's not in rhythm. It was obvious to me that Reese James wasn't Reese James tonight. Um, you know, it's not um it's not to take away from Vinicius. I thought all week he's been phenomenal. I think his overall level is now higher than it's ever been. I think we I talked about this with Matt before, but um teams are giving him the best coverage they ever have, but he's now starting to play even more decisively. The way he lets the ball roll on when he receives it is getting better and better. The way he chooses to act when he's on the ball, the way he chooses to make his fakes, the way he um like the amount of decisions he's and inputs he's now making per second is higher than ever it feels like his mental game is faster than ever and i think that's just insane like it this so this is what people said wouldn't happen with vinicius where he couldn't reach a level where all of a sudden in the final third he's totally unguardable where no matter how many players you put on him he's gonna dribble past them or find a trick past them because the general consensus was that his decision-making wouldn't reach that level. Even last season, I thought there was a lot of talk of how even though he's at this level, he can't go much further. But um, I think he's better now than last season, maybe by a margin that isn't quite apparent statistically yet. It's kind of a hot take maybe because um, last year's numbers were slightly better at this point. Um, but I, but I actually not even that's not even 100% sure that's true now that I say it out loud. But if it's if it if they were better last year, I think he's going to surpass last year's numbers. But I think I'm not. He going was to at twenty two and twenty last year. He's at twenty one and seventeen now. Yeah, I I don't want. I'm not going to exempt him from certain struggles and things he should have done better. But I think in this past week or so, I think he's gone to another gear, and 
a source of frustration for many Real Madrid fans is like we wait till springtime to go into gear. But this is such classic Real Madrid springtime going into another gear. Benzema, I thought, was awesome too. Uh, I know a couple people in the chat pointed out that he could have made better decisions decisions too. I I think it's a really difficult and unrealistic standard to hold these guys to, to accept, just want them to be flawless with their decision-making constantly. These guys are in these high-stake moments and they're constantly having to make quick decisions every two seconds and you're not going to get all of them right. I thought Benzema was fantastic. I thought even before he scored the goal, he looked fantastic. His link-up play was great. He was dropping deep to escape pressure to help the team escape the press. He was um, all over the field in a good way, linking up with Rodrigo on the right. Rodrigo was providing more symmetry than he normally does, although he roamed quite a bit. Uh, but Benzema's link-up play was excellent, and obviously he scored a goal. I, but Rodrigo was another one I want to highlight again. I thought Rodrigo's presence completely, just like it did against Barcelona, changed the dynamic of the team completely. And it just, I can't overstate how important his presence is to just making life easier for Vinicius and Benzema. It's, it's so pivotal having him on the field. And I think it's also great that we're getting these great minutes from Asensio now too. Um, that we don't we, we can go in. Asensio yeah. is a different type of player to Rodrigo, but the point still remains. He's a guy, an extra guy in transition. Is I thought defensively actually played well today too, and he has been. So the third attacker is one that I think we should keep rolling with if it means Fede has to play this, um, this deeper role. I think that's great too, even though it, in it demotes Chumeni's presence, but. This is, I think, our best look. I think you need to have the third attacker in the lineup. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was, that's a given. It's really a question of how you know how much can you demote Juhamani or do you eventually look to maybe play more? And I think even that's not as big a deal as people make it out to be because Cruz and Modric, I love them, but this is clearly one of... Maybe probably their penultimate seasons for one or both of them, if not, um, probably not their last seasons. But you know, I know we've said that a lot of years, but this is the first year that I've genuinely felt the end is near. And so I think Chuomeni is also a valuable bench presence in a game that we're leading to come and close things out. So that shouldn't be overlooked, or a bench presence to turn things around in a game where we're not doing well. He's, um, He's just a useful piece, and he has his role in the midfield. Just need to give it time. Cruz and Modric aren't going to play forever. Um, I don't know why. I, I mean, it's just made it to be a big deal because he cost $100 million, I understand that. But, um, again, it was Chelsea, too. Against Man City, I have a feeling we're going to need more than just our starting 11. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This one, I'm not going to play it. I don't think because I don't, <laughs> I don't think the sound is going to work. But long story short, Bowley said that uh, he basically guaranteed it. He even tried to guarantee it, Sid, that Chelsea would win three 0 today. Sorry, bro. That's that never works out. You should probably just not talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, and then we already went through Mark Sat's bot. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much all I wanted to go through. Um, and then I'll I'll probably bring up some other stuff later if I find them. But uh, we're gonna go through questions now. So we got, I think. We got five questions up so far, and we know that these questions can sometimes. Um, th- this could be another hour to the podcast, so I would just ask if you guys can have your question ready and just be concise. Um, and I think if we do more like Zoom calls when we're just focused on doing Q and A for the whole thing, um, we can we can kind of get a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. You can kind of like maybe have it more of a conversational tone or whatever. But if you can just keep it concise, so we can go through all the questions. Um, and get it done in a timely manner that we much appreciate it. So our first question is from Div Yang. Div Yang, are you there? Unmute, please. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear yeah. you. Hey, hey, guys, how are you? Good. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm uh, trying to keep it concise, and I know it's uh, the Chelsea post game. It's not the Man City preview. But kind of, I just uh, wanted to ask you about this. Uh, many times in our previews, we ask about like uh, Cruz, and we have been talking this season that Cruz and Modric should not play together. And we have also set some preconditions for it, like when Cruz is not on the ball and when he is not, uh, uh, he should not be playing as a pivot if he's not. Um, like Cruz is not meant for uh, chasing shadows or something like that. Uh, I actually predicted this game very wrong. I thought that Chelsea was in shambles, but I didn't uh, uh, th- uh, didn't think that it will be so bad that they won't uh, put. Uh, it will be such an easy game, and uh, like that, I thought Cruz uh, should not start this game uh, because I thought it was Premier League, and I was th- I thought that uh, Chelsea might be more intense. But uh, in the game, Cruz was very good, and especially off the ball, as you also mentioned, the tackles Cruz uh, put in. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, that. Uh, I think kind of was also that he had zero uh, long balls today. That uh, he was actually spinning passes left, right, and center. But I think just not the long balls. And his off-ball game was also very on point. And this kind of makes me feel that when will be the time when can actually say the crew should not start? I because I know again in the Man City preview, this uh, question will be put there that. Should uh, uh, Chuamani start instead of Cruz, or should Sabayos uh, start in front of Cruz? And Man City is perhaps the only team who could realistically give us problems. And uh, uh, Cruz defensively in some games, uh, games 
uh, has been a liability as well in some uh, in some previous uh, recent previous game matt was also saying about that so what do you think that this game will give us more confidence about that crew should not uh, like should start against man city or uh, or the ground rules are uh, absolutely same or uh, do you think regardless of what we think carlo and slot is going to start cruz anyway so what do you think about that So, um, I'll kick this one off, Sid. I do. So, I, I cruise in the six, and these we've we've said this many times. If you're controlling, you're pressing, and you have possession, cruise as your six makes sense. Not every game, but you can definitely make it work. Uh, again, if you if it's a if it's a situation where you need to constantly track runners, and you're playing a little bit deeper, I don't think that suits him. Uh, I don't even think it suits Modric. Like to be quite honest, the the best you'll get of Modric and Cruz is when they the more they have the ball, the better they'll be. That's how they are. Um, they're geniuses with the ball. If you play, if you have them on the field, you should be controlling games. No questions asked. If you if you're playing a different style, I don't think it makes sense to have them on the field because I think you're taking away the strengths of the two, arguably, um, in my opinion, possibly the two greatest central midfielders of all time. And certainly, in my opinion, Luka Modric is the greatest central midfielder of all time, and Cruz is somewhere in the top five, probably. So, um, with that being said, I do think City, in some sense, if we get that far, can be a rude awakening for a lot of all this discussion that we're having. We can, we don't even have to actually be theoretical about it. We saw it last year in the Etihad. Cruz played the six. It was a bloodbath defensively. It was a massacre. Casemiro was out that game. Um, so I don't think you can get away with it, um, unless you're going to outpossess City and go in an open game with them. In which case, I, I you know, <laughs> I suppose it'll be uh, entertaining and also heart attack inducing. But um, yeah, I think I think it's it's a different conversation, a different beast against City, in my opinion. Sid, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, City are tough. They're just a tough team. What we saw last night scared me a lot um, because Bayern they they weren't terrible as we discussed for like a lot of the game at one 0 and so. Seeing what they could do to Bayern with their press, seeing the way Haaland, especially that one play when Jan Sommer was um, trying to pass the ball and Haaland almost crept up on him and almost scored. That was terrifying. And so I think City, you have to consider starting one or the other. Or you can start both, but just be prepared to sub one or the other off by like around halftime. It could be a ploy to try and tire out City. I think that's the main thing that they can do really well. They know how to play possession. It's just, I don't care what structure we use. That game is going to be hard um, to build up in period. Just seeing the way City were able to run around and match Bayern physically last night was pretty terrifying. I didn't think they were this good in duels, but they are seemingly better in duels this year than last year. Yeah. Uh, like, like That's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Devyang. Always appreciate you tuning in. Dino, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yep. Oh, good. Uh, thanks for having me. Of um, I was just, I had a question about Rodrigo. Uh, um, I think uh, after all the optimism uh, after the Valladolid in Barcelona games, uh, that we fans had about him keeping his starting position. 
then he had that bad game versus Villarreal. And I saw a few people saying he was so far, though I disagree. And I think from what you said, you do too. Um, but um, I think he is having some some problems with this finishing and might be going through like a goal scoring slump despite having scored just three matches, four matches ago. Um, uh, I think from everything that he brings, uh, like you were saying, just clearing spaces and and making runs and, and creating a threat that distracts from Vinicius and Benzema, is he still um, valuable enough to start? Or do you think that this goal-scoring slump is just that worrying a sign that maybe he should be benched again? Or they might think that basically that's it. Thanks for having. Thanks for listening to my question. Gordon, no, thank you for the question. Uh, I, I, to me, it's indisputable. He has to be on the field. I, I, I really do think like so. The the goal scoring aspect of it, it's obviously true that he is not finishing his chances as well as he should be. Um, XG in La Liga, ten goal score five. Uh, and the numbers are there. We can we can clearly see he's missing chances. Um, but I think he brings so much to the table. And uh, I just don't... It kind of drives me nuts that the fan base judges him based on his performance against Villarreal, but not in a Champions League game against Chelsea or in a classical against Barcelona. Or, you know, he's in these big games, he, he also plays differently. He's better. And... I think so long as you have Vinicius and Benzema scoring goals, uh, and while you want Rodrigo to score goals too, so long as Benzema and Vinicius are scoring, which they are right now, then I think you're okay with Rodrigo just, you know, we, we have to factor that Rodrigo was the guy who's in many ways responsible for getting these guys those chances to score goals. So I I think it's indisputable he has to be on the field. So yeah, it's 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 a it's he starts for me. Sid? Yeah, I mean, I think he starts because the lineup with Fede on the right and three other midfielders, it could work, but I think it gets a little weak offensively sometimes. I like Fede on the right, but Rodrigo's much more dynamic in that role. Whatever he does, all his movements are much more threatening, as great as Fede is attacking the box. So that's why it's non-negotiable for me, but mainly... If you don't start Rodrigo and you bring him off the bench, the plan A might better be good. But I think with Asensio scoring today, I'd rather just start Rodrigo and bring Asensio off the bench. I the I just want to make another point about this, Sid, too. I I did you lose? Did you lose me? No. Am I good? Like only for like a, yeah, you're good. Now. Okay, I'm back now. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I I I want to make another point about this. I think football fans in general, this is not unique to Real Madrid fans. I think a lot of football fans have trouble understanding that goal scoring a lot of it is random and luck. I know we don't necessarily want to hear that and obviously the best goal scorers are the best goal scorers for a reason, 
Um, you can't replicate what Benzema does and Holland does and Lewandowski has done. Like these guys are elite, elite, elite. But in terms of goal scoring droughts or goal scoring streaks, a lot of it is just comes down to sometimes randomness and luck. Goalkeepers having the night of their lives, a few consecutive games in a row. Um <clears throat> Rodrigo could go on a massive scoring streak. Do you, don't you remember that this, like a couple years ago, this was um, a flip conversation. Rodrigo was the guy who finishes chances, and Vinicius is the one who misses them. And now we go through a little bit of a a, a slump for Rodrigo in terms of finishing, and and we build this narrative that Rodrigo can't finish all of a sudden. And, and I think it will normalize. It will completely normalize. Um, and he'll put put the ball in the back of the net eventually. It, it's it's not oh, something yeah. that I'm worried about. Yeah, for now at least, not definitely not. Um, things happen. I mean, it's definitely like a pretty bad slump for Rodrigo. Like, even by his standards, even by average standards, it's not ideal. But um, let's give it time. And yeah. also, just letting him play through it is pretty ideal as far as um. Just letting him play. I feel like he'll get better over time and everything will normalize. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.